0: We're back. The Rugby Rundown here on the Rugby Network. Myself, Will Hooley, joined, of course, by the main man himself, Alex corpus fresh off
1: another weekend of Six Nations. How are you doing, buddy? I'm good, mate. Obviously, busy time of the year. Obviously, um, Six Nations heating up, NBC busy weekends, and then yeah, preseason is coming through thick and fast in the MLR as well. So a lot... A lot on my plate on the moment, but how are you, mate? You know, you were uh, in Dallas this weekend. I saw at the M L R launch. I was indeed. Looked pretty good. I was. Talk, in-
0: t- talk to us. Oh well, I was indeed. A few clips coming up behind the scenes. Yes, it was of course the 2024 promo media days in Dallas for all the Major League Rugby teams. So all of them were there. Two players from each side, uh, really good to meet some of the new guys. LA, um, RFC LA were there, Miami Sharks were there, the new Anthem team was there, um, a really successful day. And actually, when you when you see everything going on, I just think you see the level of MLR, I know from a player having done that day, the level of MLR seems to increase both on and off the field, exciting times as we are coming close to that March 2nd, first day, Corbs. Very good indeed, very much looking forward to the MLR season.
1: Uh, it's going to be a cracker. Obviously, um, at San Diego Legion, we get our first little preseason hit out this week. We get, get to play Chicago Hounds down at Chula Vista on Friday. Uh, should be a cracker. Um, they're obviously looking very, very stacked this year. They are. Excited to see the evolution and growth. New coaches coming in as well as guys like Rob Webber joining the coaching staff. I, I think they, they're going to be a tough out and excited to see our boys, you know, get actually on the field and actually play some rugby after all this training.
0: Well, look, it's going to be pre-season for everyone. And that is absolutely the theme of this episode, pre-season going into that fresh season. Actually, for Chicago, I'm going to head down there in just a moment to Chula Vista because 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 they are gonna have a bit of a hit out with LA. Looking forward to catching up with them on there. Of course, Corbs, gonna have the Six Nations rundown, and we're gonna have a very special guest coming on in just a moment.
1: We do indeed, Will. We have a cracking guest on as Obviously, the collegiate rugby season is starting to heat up with the spring CRAAs getting ready for a national championship. And speaking of national champions, we have director of rugby from Navy, Gavin Hickey on to talk it all. And we are joined by the director of rugby for Navy, Gavin Hickey, mate. Welcome to the rundown. Lovely to have you on, bro. Thanks a lot, Corb. It's been a while. How you doing? Very good, mate. Very good. It has been. It's been too long. I think we need a beer next time we catch up. Yeah, like a good plan. Uh, no, but uh, welcome, mate. Welcome. Obviously, uh want to talk a little bit about collegiate rugby. You coming off the back of what was such a successful season last year, winning it. I think, first of all, before we get into this season, I'd just like to react to that and, and you know, what it meant to achieve that and, and the turnaround. And really what has been a short period of time to making yourself national champions.
2: Yeah, well, it's always nice to revisit the glory days. Um, it, was, um, it, it was just a culmination of momentum. Good fortune, um, injuries coming right at the right time, um, keeping injuries down, and I said that momentum just kept going and going and going, and it was a, it was obviously a very special year. But I was thinking about it, and um, one thing I probably don't didn't appreciate until I was thinking about it today was we had no external pressure on us. Yeah, we were our first year of varsity, but there was nobody really expecting any expect, expecting us to go undefeated and to win it all. So there was no external pressure, but certainly internally in our first years varsity and the weight that had on our captains. Uh, our 60th anniversary. uh, And the first time that myself and and James Willicks have been together for a few years as well. So there was certainly a a big weight of expectation internally for us to go and perform. And fortunately we did. And just a lot of good things happened, a lot of good luck as as we all need on on a campaign like that. And and it worked out pretty well in the end. So now the easy easy part's getting there. The hard part's staying there.
0: Now let's talk about uh, staying there, obviously with this um very much spring season. We're now, that's upon us. Um, now, the theme of this episode is actually kind of pre-season, but ultimately you've had that. You've had the autumn season as well, won everything. I saw Trinity Dublin though, that that visiting team, that was the only loss that you guys had in that call, uh, kind of autumn series. How are you going into this fresh campaign and how do you want to try and go back to back champions?
2: Oh, I mean, I'm I'm serious when I say it's it's hard to do it again. You know, I mean that's what really makes Cal stand out as, as such a, a, a famous um rugby team, amongst others, but but really Cal for their consistency, and that's what we've trying to find. I mean, we make no bones about it internally, about what we want to achieve long term, certainly from the coach's perspective. Um, and and for the players long term there is are still to come to us. I mean, we've we've high high aspirations, but you know, how do we prepare? It's it's yeah you know, we're we're gearing up. It's such a cliche, and I hate to give a, a cliche answer, but it's it's one game at a time. You know, we're Man City Mary's are going to pose a serious challenge to us more so than they ever have before. I think Coach Jay Miles doing a great job there. Um, you know, so we've we've really got to make sure that we we hit the ground running in two weeks' time, which is a tough thing to do having had a three month break. So we'll see where we are, and then take it one game at a, at a time. We've got Western Ontario the, the week after, who're coming down to us again, and then it's over to Cal. So. You know, we have a lot of work to do to to finish up this fall season, sorry, the spring season before the national championship uh, begins to, to finish where we want to finish. So, you know, once you get to championship rugby, as you guys well know, it's it's the chips will fall, the chips will fall
1: to a large extent. But we've got to do everything in our power between now and then to make sure that we're in a place we want to be in. And then how do you manage that coming from, say, a fall season, a little bit of time off, and then you roll into the spring? And especially when you have to play some West Coast sides that have probably had, the ability to train through that period a lot more than you. How do you sort of get up to speed in such a short period of time? Yeah, that's a good question.
2: That's, that's that's our challenge, right? I mean, it's a little bit like northern hemisphere, southern hemisphere teams. You know, the November tours or the you know the end of summer tours, and one team is fresh, one team's not, and you know one team is is kind of. Battle hardened, perhaps, and one team's not. So we just have to manage it. Uh, it actually works out pretty well for us. What we try and do is we we stuff the fall seasons. So we have ten to twelve games every fall, and uh, we try and get as many minutes under our belt. And then we're working on a formula still. I mean, it's not nothing's perfect, right? But we're just thinking three or four games leading into the national championships, are peaking around mid-April, end of April, start of May, obviously, if you if you if you can hit the, the finals. So, um, for us, we've had a down period now for the last few months. We've been in the gym a lot, which is an important part of our annual. Uh, program, and um, so we're we're looking we're looking in good shape. And um, as of today, we're back at it fully for the next two weeks, where we're just back on the pitch, reacquainting ourselves with each other, reacquainting ourselves with uh, all our plays, um, and and really again another cliche. We're just focusing on ourselves. We know Man St. Marys would be very tough, but it's not about them from our perspective. It's about us and and how much have we developed since the fall? What lessons have we learned since the fall? And and how good we want to be this spring.
0: Now we're talking about development, and, and obviously you've been around a little bit, um, within that college setup and how CRAA is developing as well. The standard is getting better. I feel like college rugby, me and have talked about it before, college rugby is so important that we see this rise as we build towards 2031, just dr- growing this game in the States. In your experience through Navy and just genuinely sort of the organization
2: CRAA, how has it developed? I think the standard of play is certainly developed. You know, I think rugby is evolving. You guys are at are the coalface. You see it all the time, right? I mean, as a country, I think nationally, we still have a long way to go to have the inherent skills of a, of a top international performing team. But that's, to your point, that's where we have to start college. Ideally, we have to start a lot younger, right? But then we have to show, we have to show young guys and girls that there is a, a, a path, much like basketball, much like football, much like baseball, whatever sport you play that you can go from high school to college to professional. And we started that, um, you know, but we need a lot more of that. Mm-hmm. And, and that's where CRA comes in um, and, and tries to develop the, 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 the pathway for these young guys and girls to see that, you know, and, and by hosting high-level competitions, by ensuring we're all getting better, and by having meaningful tournaments at the end of it, um, and showing, showcasing that there is a path for young guys and girls to start rugby at a young age, and go all the way through to professional um the professional ranks you know it'll it'll take a while and it, but we're we're seeing it
1: now and that's that's very encouraging and obviously uh the naval academy is such a prestigious establishment similar to like West Point and the army and and how how important part do you think it plays in 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 these people being able to play rugby being able to play at the sport and and as well as their sort of sort of commitments to that sort of military sort of setup that you have?
2: Well, when our athletic director, Mr. Cech Gladchuk, um, elevated us to varsity status there just a year and a half ago, he did say, and he's right, um, you know, that rugby really does go hand in hand with what we're trying to do with the midshipmen here at the Naval Academy, which is them mentally, morally and physically. And rugby is, it's a violent thinking man's game, or woman's game, thinking person's game. and you know, I think that goes very hand in hand with with tactics, military tactics, and and and, the, and on the battlefield. Obviously, it's it's a much lesser extent, but it teaches you very valuable lessons about teamwork and about, um, you know, plan B, plan C, plan D, and executing on accurately, not executing, and being a minute too early, being a minute too late, whatever it might be. So it really does go hand in hand, and it's a contact physical sport which which we relish here. So. You know just to to pick up on what you said there Corps Naval Academy is a very special place um you know I feel very fortunate to be here and coming from being born and raised in a country that's not American obviously I'm a proud American citizen now but you know it's it's probably something that I didn't even know where Maryland was you know 10 years ago and and yet here we are the Naval Academy and it's it's the most my wife works there my kids are all born in, in Annapolis it's it's a very, very very special very special place with the best young men and women in the country and if we can help them develop as as future leaders in the country through rugby, then job's done. Well, Gavin, we we
0: really appreciate you coming on into College Corner with us on the Rugby Rundown. Just before you go, though, you've already mentioned it. Mount St. Mary's is going to be on the Rugby Network on the 24th of February. uh, And you've already given us a bit of preview, but you must be aiming to go go and start this game with a win. Start the uh, spring season with a win. And go after that back to back title, mate. <laughs> well,
2: if there's Jay Miles sitting here and you said the same thing to him, he'd be saying, Absolutely, yes, yes, he is planning on, on beating us, you know. <laughs> so every coach would say the same. But yeah, you know, we um we are excited. We're excited um for this for this spring and beyond. Uh we really are, you know, as as the varsity status really kicks in. Uh, and also having a bunch of guys, a big senior class this year, most of whom are part of that national championship winning team. So what's very interesting is you know, we have younger guys who probably have rug- more rugby IQ than the older guys. The older guys just won a national championship. So it's a very interesting dynamic. So so we're very excited from that regard. But do we want to hit the ground running against Manson Marys? Of course we do. But Manson Marys will do everything in their power to make sure we don't.
0: Love it. Appreciate it, Gavin. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. Anytime. Anytime. All the best. Good great, luck, buddy. Great to chat, fellas. Thank you. Great to have Gavin on the show. Of course, college rugby is very much a talking point in the springtime leading to that big moment in May, which will be the national championship final, which hopefully me and you are going to yeah. get to.
1: Come to that, I'm sure, in due course. Yeah, great man. Great time Great you man. Uh, you know, look forward to having a beer with him. Should I ask about the crab cakes? That was probably something I was thinking. Maryland, famous for him. I have a soft spot for them as well. So maybe, you know, I will share a beer with him, but also a crab cake when we get out there and uh, hopefully I get to see him face to face. In keeping with our pre-season theme, Will is heading down to the Chula Vista, to the Olympic Training Center, where the Chicago Hounds are currently based in a training camp there, and they'll be training against RFC LA today. So Will is going to go down there, hopefully catch some Chicago players, and maybe a few guys from LA as well.
0: Pre-season. Oh, that time of year where, for some people, some players, they absolutely dread it. But personally, I actually always found it quite refreshing. Get the body ready for a big season ahead. And that's exactly what the Chicago Hounds are doing in Southern California. So I decided to pop down, check in with a few old mates, and see how the Hounds are getting on because they are one of the teams definitely to watch for this upcoming MLR season. So I'm down here in Chula Vista again. I've got myself away from Corbs, I'm back in the sun, and I'm back with two of my old teammates. Chicago Hounds, Bryce Campbell, Dylan Forsett. just saying your names, Bobby and Butch. I really should really be saying like that, but seeing you in Chicago gear, man, is, is it's odd. How are you fitting in? How, how's the welcome been? I've literally, like, listen, it was a heartbreaker with New
3: York, uh, but now it's bittersweet, and I've, I've hit the ground running here in Chicago. I've given myself every opportunity to succeed and uh, i really loving every minute of it, you know, to be back with my mates, to be back in a competitive environment. Ah, loving it, man. And the family with you as well. I
0: know uh, your little boy and your wife, you know, how are they enjoying how How are they settling in?
3: Listen, big, big shout out to my wife, Alyssa. Baby, we can do this, we can do anything. Oh, my young fella, he was unbelievable.
0: Took a, like a duck to water. To school, so really proud of him too. Love that for you, Bobby. It must be so good having having your main man. Yeah, I know. Back, back with you in in a team. Nate Orsberg as well. Ben Landry. Just having these new faces. I'm looking at this Chicago squad and going, holy heck, the boys back. are back. back. So we board? got oh, Drill Nation in the back office as well. How's it going? How's it going though with him? Must be great to have him on board. Oh god, yeah,
3: yeah, it's good, and he's you know tight. Yeah, looks after the. Uh, the piggy bank.
0: But, uh, <laughs> Does he? Uh, no, nah,
3: he's great, That's He cool. knows what he's doing. And he's putting in a great shift. And for you, buddy, in terms of lessons of last year,
0: slightly disappointing results for the hounds. Safe to say, like, how are you looking at that? Learning from that, and then transferring it into working this pre-season, working hard, working really hard. Yeah. Trying to have a better year. Hopefully, a really good year.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, it's probably more by default than design. Last year, we were just scrambling from the get-go. Um, this season, you can tell
5: across the board, we stepped our game up from, from the beginning. Um, even though this is a short preseason,
0: it's probably a few weeks longer than we had last year. So um, we're hitting the ground ready to go and uh, it's going to be exciting. Now talking but getting back into a, to a new environment, like short turnaround, you say bittersweet, obviously the New York situation and why you're here. How important is it for you to gel straight away, work hard straight away, because season starts in a few weeks, mate. Absolutely.
3: you know. Uh, but like it made it a bit easier having my mates around, I've been around the league now for a while. So um, I just had to come in and show everyone I cared. You know, yeah. we have a saying at, this, at the, the club like, you know, nobody's going to care what you say until they see how much you care. So you know, I was able, able to show them through my actions. You know, and really, it's been an unbelievable environment to compete. So I'm loving every
0: minute. Talking a little bit about that, um, Bryce. It is a short preseason. I saw you guys, I say, working really hard. What are the general feelings of what you are working on? What what do you is there a new identity? I mean, how are you gonna try and perform when it comes to MLR season? I think everything's just around competition. Yeah. Um, we've got a you know, decent sized squad. Everyone's competing for a squ- for a spot and it's you know, friends or teammates, but everyone's just bringing their best day in, day out. So we'll get better for it. Love that. Preseason what? preseason number 12? Something like Working. that in the books. It's been a few. Mate, you're looking good. You're looking slim. I reckon you've shaved off a few pounds. You feeling good?
3: Feeling good, Will. Ready to compete. Can't wait for the season. Bobby, you're looking strong as
0: well, mate. Good work, good work all round, lads, absolutely great to have you on the show. Great and, to see you, uh, Will. Wishing you all the best this season. Thanks, Will. Cheers, man. Flip those two numpties out. Didn't want them anymore. And I'm joined by two legends of MLR. One Canadian, one USA. I mean, Nate Orsberger, Lucas Rumble. Lads, thank you so much. Join me on the Rugby Rundown. I, what a beautiful day, Nate Dog, Back in California, it is weird not <laughs> seeing you San Diego Colors, man. How are you finding it? We talked to Butch Shirley about he's loving life here. How's the welcome been for you?
4: Yeah, it's been really good, man. I think uh, the first day we got in, it was addressed that, you know, things were a, a put up shop uh, last year. But ever since I've been communicating with the club and. Uh, by the time that I got in, it's been so professional and you can tell these guys have uh, put a lot of effort and energy into it and we're reaping the benefit of it. I love it. You're working hard. saw you working really hard, Luke.
0: <laughs> See that face. Another preseason in the bank, you guys know well. Now, a little bit of different story for you. Um, obviously, we know about Toronto, the withdrawal of that. Now being put into another environment, how have you kind of found it? Has it been a bit of a slower process to get used to it, or actually you're like, i
5: in. It's been a while since I've been part of the new team, to be honest. I was with Toronto for so many years. Uh, I've been with Canada now for a while, so I think it was something I looked forward to, something I was excited about. And the boys at Chicago, the staff, the players, everyone's been so welcoming, you know? They just really invite you in and really push you forward to get better as a, as a person and
0: a player. Now for both of you, start with Nate. Obviously, you've got your own individual things. You're an absolute finisher, a dog on the field. Lucas, you're all over the ball. Are you wanting to implement your style onto the team or is it very much like you're gonna fit into what the team's about? How's that kind of relationship gonna be for you guys?
4: Yeah, I think it's it's fit into the team. So um, changing environment and stuff, that was a big deal for me because I, I wanted to be challenged in a different way. I think going to a new environment was gonna bring that out of me. So. Uh, Play styles and and what we're trying to achieve with the hounds is a bit different from what I've been used to out in Legion But I, I just take it as it's just gonna make me a better player. So as long as I can keep growing I think I'll still be able to make an impact Love that
0: man,
5: Love that. and for you, Lucas, yeah, you know, it's uh, rugby's a team sport. Um, I'm always willing to put my head in where it needs to go. It, so it humble work done, but yeah, <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll try and give my flair, you know, where it is. But no, I, I want to do whatever makes the team better, and, and
0: whatever they need for me, that's what I'm here to bring. Now, I don't want to sort of look back and be negative, but Toronto maybe didn't get loads of wins through <laughs> the season. You're very much now a group. I look at this group now, and the goals for the season has it been talked about winning the championship, getting to a playoff final. Mm-hmm. I know, take each week as it comes, but what's the chat been?
5: Yeah, I think it's been really, really positive. Um, like The group of guys here, the numbers to start with and the quality of players is immense. Everyone's pushing for a spot every session. You have to be switched on. You have to know your stuff. Otherwise, you know, you're getting put down the totem pole a little bit. So you got to come every day prepped and ready to go. And I think we
0: are pushing for those, you know, playoffs, finals, positions. How great is it for you, Nate, that you know a bunch of these guys? Like you must be there on the wing wherever you're going to play this season, seeing Bryce Campbell seeing Dylan Fawcett. You've played enough against Billy Meeks, play with Luke Carty. That must be really just like relaxing, confident for you. Yeah,
4: it's, it's great. It's great to be surrounded by some Eagles. It's great to be surrounded by Canadian internationals. We've got a few international uh, Irish players as well. So, you know, for us, it's it's just give us your best, uh, be your best, and it's going to push it a
0: Now, Canada rugby. I do want to talk about it a little <laughs> bit because we've got you and you've obviously talked about, uh, you've only really played for Canada and Toronto. Where are they at the moment? How are you feeling? Will this help being at Chicago? The lads playing in MLR teams, not in Canada. Do you still think that can be really good for the national team? Yeah, I
5: I think it'll be fantastic. The MLR is a league that's, you know, come on leaps and bounds in in skill and competition throughout the years. And that's only going to push forward as the years push forward. So I think the more boys we can have playing, you know, I'm going to call a spade a spade. It hurts losing the Toronto team. It hurts losing having that many more Canadian guys in the league. Hopefully we can sort something out as a as a country soon, at least getting more guys higher professional level games.
0: Nate, in terms of the competition, you've been around it now for a while. It's just getting better and better. These preseasons are short, they're sharp. You need to get right. Not just the body. I mean just the team as well. You know, how competitive is this MLR gonna be this season?
4: It's it's gonna be a, a step up from last year. The bar's being raised. I was at the MLR promo last year. It sounds like almost all the teams have their 15-on-15 15 15 training each and every day, each and every week. So that alone is going to push the competition forward, and the competition is going to start faster. So uh, we got 19 days until our first game, and that's what we're focused on, and uh, the Hounds are ready to start fast.
5: And for you, Lucas? Yeah, I think the league's only getting better every year, and I think the quality of player coming over and the quality of player you know, domestically has grown. So I think each week is gonna be harder and harder and you gotta you know, get your wins in when you can and, and grow together as a team as soon as possible. I think we're, we're doing a really good job of that and we're getting ready to hunt.
0: Love that, guys. Really appreciate you coming on. Thanks for your time. Cheers to another season, guys. Thanks, brother. Sam Harris, great to see you, man. And, and, and just being here in sunny California yeah. as a head coach with the Chicago team, must be nice to have a
6: preseason cab. camp. Oh, it's lovely. Will Hooley. Thanks for thanks for my uh, introduction. Yeah, it's great to be here. It's great to train on grass, which we don't yes. get to do in Chicago. That's probably the biggest factor. It's great to see some sunlight, but we do get that in Chicago. But half the time we're training in the dome, or most of the time we're training in dome, and, and it's great to get out here get some vitamin D. It really raises the spirits and the morale. I can
0: tell. Even when they're doing all these shuttles. And in terms of pre-season, you've got some new faces. You've got a relatively new group in comparison to last season that must be something of excitement but also in a short space of time you've got to get them up to scratch
6: yeah for sure it's a battle but but i think um you yeah, we had a we had a, a new group last year and and now we want to, to bring in a group this year we're, we're happy to consolidate with and, and grow with and uh yeah there's some some great players that have come in some great characters and and a really rich group of guys that, that enjoy training with each other. So, yeah, it's positive.
0: I can tell that. I know I know a bunch of them. Now, lessons of the past. I spoke to Bryson a little bit in terms of, yes, there was a disappointment in results of last season. Mm-hmm. How do you use that but then almost either wipe the slate clean or is it, no, I'll take the learnings, development, ad- adapt in pre-season, take the ground running for week one?
6: Yeah, for sure. I think um, there's definitely some learnings to take away from last year, but... That wasn't what a preseason should look like if I'm in control. Yes. And, and so this second season, you know, I had time to prepare for it, uh, bring in, you know, lots of added extras, roster obviously, but staff, you know. Yes, Rob Webber Rob is in, Webber. in there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Great, great forwards coach. You know, Wilma Gee's part of the. He's made to get himself in there. They've all done. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, Matt Wagner as well. We, we're bringing in lots of pieces that can make, uh, you know, the players feel supported. And and when they step onto the field, that they're best prepared.
0: Absolutely. And in terms of goals, is is it talked about in terms of what you want to achieve? You don't have to say too much week by week, all that media stuff, fine. Yeah. But surely, I look at the group, you must be looking for going after it this year.
6: Yeah, for sure. I think, um, yeah, I'm, I'm one that doesn't like to state it too much either but and a, and a process-driven coach. Um, but, you know, we, we have built a good roster here. We have got a good coaching staff and we've got probably the best setup in in the MLR in Chicago as well. So we've got all the pieces of the puzzle there to make it work. Now, you yeah, know, there's... What, 12 other teams in the competition?
0: Yeah, I know, everyone in pre-season probably think they're going to be champions. But I, I, I'm interested, because I just look at you guys and as good players, just even the way you're running, your identity this year, could it be different to last year that might help you? I don't know, I mean, it's, it's fresh, but it's exciting.
6: Yeah, it is, it's really exciting. And then that identity piece, You know, we tried to kind of find it through last year. That didn't work. We've definitely established who we're going to be day one and and we're working towards it. We missed some opportunities today, which is disappointing, but that's all part of the learning process. Um, But I think once we play Miami round one, you'll see that DNA. Top man. Sam, thanks so much for coming on the show. Appreciate it. Well, Thanks, mate. So back in Chula Vista, the last time I was
0: here, I was with Alone Ma and we were doing a quick fire. So I thought, why not do it again? with the boys, with Dylan Fawcett, with Bryce Campbell, quick fire quiz, Chicago House. Strongest at the club? Uh, cash. Charlie Abel. Fastest at the club? Noah Brown. Nate Augsburger. Fittest, who's got the best Bronco school? I don't know, it's, I think Nick McCarthy or was it? I think Michael Baskin might've
3: got him on the stretch, but the two boys are in phenomenal shape.
0: Yeah. Best co- or biggest competitor? Nate Oxberger. Nate Oxberger. <sighs> Who's the biggest moaner? Oh, but 100%. <laughs> he's still moaning. moaner? Moan. Oh, dude, That's horrific.
3: Uh, uh, moan. Oh, James Scott's come in and done a bit of moaning, so... But he's a... Uh,
0: yeah, he's a moan. <laughs> um, just off-field, let's talk about best roommate. Best roommate? Some good ones. Uh, Clane Jones. Nick McGarrity. Worst roommate? Who the boys, people? some boys. Just <laughs> Shoopy. I don't know. I'm sorry. Who, 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 who do, you haven't been here long, but who do you reckon?
3: I probably can imagine, ship. <laughs> imagine <tube>. Shoop. <laughs> Awful. God bless him. Yeah. Longest in the shower. Um, I'm. You know what? Chicken. Zuzu. 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 Zuzu.
0: Big lad. Yeah. lot of uh, math to wash. Well, Ro- Fuck. Fin- finishing off with the gym, because I know you boys love it. Body, lower body. Me? Lowers. Yeah. Lowers. Uh, 5K run or 5K on the bike, sprint. Oh, walk bike, come on. 100%? Yeah. I'll oh, run. Oh. You run? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Fair play on that note. we are finished on that. (laughs) (laughs) Cheers, boys. Cheers, Hills. So that's a wrap here in Chula Vista, the Olympic training centre where Chicago Hounds and RFCLA have been doing a little bit of training. That pre-season work, do not miss it as a former player, not going to lie. Really believe the Hounds are building something special. Great to hear from a few of those boys and, of course, Sam Harry's it's all ready to kick off then, MLR 2024, but for me, it's to get back to the studio and back with Court. And I'm back in the room. Just like that, literally moments ago, I was there and now I'm fresh, edited perfectly into the studio and I'm back with Corbs because you're already for the Six Nations rundown. It was round two of the Six Nations. There were some huge talking points. Corbs, what better place to start than that Scotland versus France game where France picked it at the end, but oh my word. Talk about controversy.
1: That TMO decision, what did you make of it all? Oh, it was it was a tough tough one for the Scots. I think um, obviously a lot of hype behind them that this is their year. Um, guys like Jim Hamilton. Now never I never. I picked them up for last this golden week. Golden era, and you know to be fair, I thought they probably did enough or deserved to win. There's probably an argument they were the better team on the day. Um, and yeah, some tough calls there. There's a scrum penalty against them right before the half, which some people are talking about. Maybe Scotland kicked that three instead of it getting it against them. It's a different game coming into the second half. But I just thought it was actually a proper test match. Scotland started very well. France missed a couple of opportunities. Scotland went ahead and then France kind of dug their way out of it. And then, yeah, the controversy at the end of the game... It, it, listen, <laughs> I, I think it was a try. I, I just think when the referee and the decision was, you know, awarded... Try it's still it. difficult for them as well. Oh, they, yeah. To, to try but then you need the definitive, informa- yeah. a, a definitive sort of view to be able to overturn that. And to me, I, I see why they hesitated because I think they were nervous. But I also think they were basically about to give it. And then they t- <laughs> kind of ben. talked themselves out nah. of it, which... Got, I think, Scotland's hopes up and then down, which obviously probably made it more controversial. I I do think my instinct, it was a try, but it's not any, I don't envy their position there, mate. And it is a tough way to have to decide a game. And I think the Scots will be fuming. Uh, you know, France will be, Absolutely chuffed to not be 0-2, which mm. could have happened, which could have yeah, been a 100%. disastrous start to this Six Nations into 2024. We're in the third loss in a row. They found a way to, to squeeze it out there. And I think Scott will be thinking, what could have been? Now their focus has to be winning four from five and hoping someone can stop Ireland because Ireland are looking pretty dangerous well, at the moment. There is one team that is still
0: unbeaten, as well as Ireland. We'll come on to them in a minute. England, of course, getting that win at Twickenham against Wales. It was a kind of late Fraser-Dingwell try, which obviously we're very happy about as fellow Northampton former players. Um, Wales get... um, Sorry, England getting it. Are you saying... We're still not seeing the best of England, but... Good to just beat the Welsh. You oh, know I think that.
1: England are oh, like 2-0. And now they've got a tough game in Scotland, who Scotland will be, you know, backs against the wall knowing they need to win. Murrayfield, traditionally, the Calcutta Cup has been sitting in Scottish hands for a while now. I think England will be desperate to get that back. And I thought, you know, they rolled their sleeves up and they did enough to get the win against Wales. Similar to they did enough to get the win against Italy. I think it's a team that has more in them. I think... Wales, I thought, still, you know, look quite dangerous. That youth is sort of exciting brand of rugby at times. I think they found a way to play around and play through England's blitz D at a time, which I think is a new sort of element they're trying to build under Felix Jones. And I think you're getting these moments where they can get caught out. That makes me a bit nervous coming up with Finn Russell there, because I think he's probably the master of picking out of, uh, of that lion speed there so I think England will have to keep being on their P's and Qs and getting making sure that that sort of identity's been built in them but to the game I, I, I thought Wales would be gutted they they just didn't have a second half response and I think when you look at them terrible first half against Scotland great second half this time great first half pointless in the second half killed killed kill their momentum England getting the ding will try and just kind of took the game by the scruff of the neck George Ford started really getting the kick and kick Put game control corners, and then in those corners yeah I think his defence looked a lot stronger, and and I think they were just you know a bit more craftier with with squeezing that one out, and they get the win at home. But I think that Welsh side, considering Warren, Warren Gatlin has picked such a young team, it's pretty exciting where that team can go in the future. You've been this quite is positive about them. Listen, second half against Scotland, I thought they were money, and I thought they had a decent crack at England. Considering, and uh, yeah, all. how young they are, I, I think there's definitely long term positive signs. And I think there's some areas that England need to figure out identity-wise. I think the defence has been good. The kicking game has been good. The attacking rugby is, I think, the area that needs to grow. I'm not saying they have to all of a sudden go completely away from the Borthwick game plan, but the amount of possession they're having in games, the amount of territory they're having in games... To not convert To not convert enough tries... That to me is is probably the the worry for them is that their red zone conversion rate and their ability. Do you change some players up then? Does Finn Smith come in, for example, when they come back? I'm just not sure. I think at Murrayfield, England are going to kick a lot and they're going to defend and they're going to (laughs) graft and they're going to arm wrestle their way out of it. So I think if you were going to play Finn. Or a different game plan, you would have done it against Italy or Wales. I yeah. think once you go to Scotland now, it's too late I expect changes. a much more conservative approach. I think away from home rugby, Scotland are bang on it. The thing is, Scotland are a good team. Like their set piece, absolute money against France. I thought the scrum, they're unlucky to maybe not, you know, not get the nod as the dominant side at times. I, I think that, you know, their forward pack, their play there, their ability when they do turn it on is mustard. I, I, I just think. That is going to be a tough game for England. And I think if England get a win there, fair play, 3-0 and with two huge games to finish. I don't think anyone would have thought they'd be in that sort of Grand Slam talk. But you never know in Six Nations Rugby. Ireland, oh, no team has ever backed up the Grand Slam two years in a row. Usually, you find one game where you come on, yeah, where you get yeah. where you come unstuck. So you never know. But for me, I think Ireland to me are clear favourites as we'll probably get on to their well, game against Italy. They, I
0: mean, it's pretty straightforward. It was 36 points uh, to nothing against the Italians. Big shout out to their uh, young singer for the national anthem. He talk about stealing the show just before it all started. The Irish team were higher confidence. And two from two. Jack Crowley again impressed me massively at fly-off. A few brilliant Brits of skill. They just look so comfortable, man. They look so comfortable, and I really just don't see anyone really beating them anymore.
1: <laughs> I think they've Saying just it. got such a cohesionness and clarity of game plan and skill ability to execute that game plan, and they're on the same page. Even with changes, they rested some big players. They still look money out there. Italy were nowhere near um, the races like they were in Rome. You know, maybe the travel, maybe the hangover from a tough game against England. Or as well for me, I think England in that game in Rome, their attack was quite predictable and Italy were able to defend it. Ireland, with the amount of movement of the ball, with the amount of tips, with the amount of playing out the bat, with all the options coming to the line... Italy didn't look like it handled it. Italy struggled to win a line out. They had eight handling errors, nine handling errors in the first half. That sort of punished them there. And I think Ireland are the worst team to underperform in those areas because Ireland then had more and more possession and they just held on to the ball and they eventually broke them down. And and I think it's a a real testament to where Ireland can change six of their starting starters into a game and still go out and and get the bonus point and win. If anything, I think they would Two or three tries disallowed as well. It could have been an even bigger score. But I think Ireland, you know, are looking like a team that are peacocking at the moment. You know, they went to France, 38 points. At home, even with changes, 36 points. In the Six Nations, that is bloody impressive. They are top of the tree as we finish round two. There's a fallow week, so it's a
0: week's break before round three. uh, Ireland in control. Safe to say that. So another action packed show on the Rugby Rundown. We've been everywhere. We've literally talked it all here in the studio. I've been down to Chula Vista catching up with some of my uh, old teammates and Chicago Hounds and then even a couple of LA players. And then we had Gavin, uh, Gavin Hickey on.
1: Pretty good, Corbs. Pretty good. Another one in the bank. Uh, Hope you all enjoyed it. Obviously, uh, lots to talk about here with the rugby world. And just a reminder as well on TRN Plus as well, we do have PWR action. The game of the week this week is Gloucester Heartbreak taking on sale Sharks. Must watch TV there. Absolutely. And do join us
0: again next week. Get us across the social media at Rugby Rundown TRN. We'll be back and we might even have some special guests indeed. Don't want to poke at anything in particular, but from us all, thanks so much. We'll see you next time.